This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. So, hello, hello, everybody, and good evening. Thank you very much for listening. This is Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, we are going to be talking about, of course, we are going to be talking about critical thinking, what that is, what it means, or uh, it is, uh, if it is necessarily a really positive thing. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. So, hello, hello, everybody, and good evening. Thank you very much for listening. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and I am literally more than happy to have this opportunity once again to be talking to you guys about teaching, language pedagogy, so on and so forth. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we are going to be talking about a number of, of course, uh, items and matters. Uh, previously, uh, I, in fact, left uh, comments and posts on Instagram and uh, Twitter telling you uh, and asking you to join us. Uh, we are going to be talking about, of course, we are going to be talking about critical thinking, what that is, what it means, or uh, it is uh, if it is necessarily a really positive thing, because uh, people keep talking about it. Uh, people keep talking about critical thinking, and um, they uh, speak really highly of that. Uh, as if this is something of great value, it can uh, it can help students and teachers communicate better, cooperate better, and of course, the end result is going to be affected, uh, hopefully positively, with this amazing uh, phenomenon. Uh, I remember a long time ago, people kept talking about CLT. Of course, you're familiar with CLT, communicative language teaching, and people kept talking highly of that. And I remember uh, when you asked teachers what methods they are familiar with and what methods they employ when it comes to language teaching, they always uh, you know, uh, kept saying, yeah, CLT, that's what I do. Uh, yet in effect and in reality, that was not the thing that happened. Uh, I mean, teachers did a number of different things, uh, hoping and thinking, or to some extent, deluding themselves into believing what they were doing was CLT. Yet, uh, I could see and uh, quite understand that was not CLT. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, critical thinking and being a critical thinker uh, is one of those things. People keep saying uh, about it, you know, keep talking about it, and uh, they keep telling each other, like, this is great, this is great, this is amazing, this is very beneficial. Yet in uh, effect, we can't see that happening. And I've got plenty of questions uh, as a teacher, as a teacher trainer, uh, you know, as a trainer trainer, I've been uh, into teaching for a relatively long time, and I've got my own questions. And guess what? I am going to have a guest, and this guest happens to be uh, a professional uh, 
uh, when it comes to critical thinking, because this person is a researcher and also uh, a lecturer, uh, and uh, you know he's an expert by all means. And I'm going to ask him uh, very many questions that I've got, and hopefully this conversation is going to help you big time. By the way, this is Teachers Talk Radio. You're listening to, uh, you know, Hadi Fatih. And for some who do not, do not know me well, I got to tell you that, uh, you know, I am an optimist. Maybe I got to introduce myself that way. I am an optimist, uh, a teacher, a teacher trainer, a, a language enthusiast, and a materials writer, and a believer, a believer in comprehensible, compelling input. So we are going to be talking about a number of different things. I mean, my great um, guest is going to join. And uh, one more time, I want everybody to tune in. Uh, if you have something to share, you've got questions to ask, uh, please tune in uh, and speak it out. Uh, that would be amazing to uh, have you guys on board and talk about uh, you know these items. So... First off, I've got a number of things to tell you. Uh, you may wonder why critical thinking? Why is it of importance? Why should I right now be talking about critical thinking? And uh, why should anybody care about it? So let me tell you why I believe critical thinking is of uh, value and importance. And uh, if not necessary, it is really, really, really important. And in, uh, in language, in language learning, in language teaching. First, um, let me tell you about something. Uh, Richards uh, says something amazing in his great book, Key Issues in Language Teaching. Dr. Jaxie Richards uh, talks about uh, different uh, processes or different items that teachers should take into consideration in terms of their own development. Uh, and they are happen to be four items that you have to pay close attention to. Otherwise, you're not going to do uh, your best, and the result is not going to be very promising. Um, because we all know that teaching is a rewarding slash stressful job. So, of course, there are items that you have to uh, pay close attention to. So, let's talk about those items. Uh, the first item is skill learning. Now, teachers have to develop basic skills, such as, for example, I don't know, uh, lesson design, classroom management, performance assessment, so on and so forth. So, these items are, uh, are of importance. The second thing is cognitive process. So, teachers formulate assumptions about SLA. By SLA, I mean second language acquisition that stem from their background, experience, and knowledge, so on and so forth. The next one is personal construction through an ongoing process of re, uh, you know, organization and reconstruction. Teachers actively, actively construct knowledge as new learning and experiences from a personal framework. This is what I'm going to be talking about. Of course, we are going to talk. Uh, we are going to be talking about learners and teachers. Of course, uh, this is going to be, in fact, you know, the core and the main uh, topic of the talk. Yet, uh, I, I believe it is really important to be talking about how to self, like, reassess, how to self-assess, how to find out what you're doing, what you're not doing. And the next one, and the last one, is reflective practice. Teachers 
teachers critically examine and refle reflect on their own teaching experiences, leading to improvements and further development. So right now, you and I can see that we are talking about something uh, so important because you got to learn. Because without these items, without these four items, skill learning, cognitive process, personal construction, and reflective practice, apparently you're not going to make it work out. Or your hard work in, uh, you know, uh, your hard work is not going to pay off, or at least the way you want it to pay off. So these are what Jackson Richards uh, no, uh, talks about. And uh, speaking of these items, oh, by the way, thank you very much for joining us. A lot of people have joined us. I, I really enjoy when I see more people join us. That's perfect. So if you can, if you want to tune in, if you want to ask questions, that would be hundred percent amazing. And uh, before you know, we delve into uh, the meat and potatoes, I want people to join and ask their questions, no matter what they are. Um, Amin and I we are going to be Amin and I uh, are going to be talking about these items, of course, at length. Uh, and, uh, and of course, I hope at least you know uh, it can come come in handy, and you can you guys can uh, employ these items and employ these uh, items that we talk about in your uh, classes. So. Let's move on. Let's talk about one more item. Uh, speaking of why, uh, I believe critical thinking uh, has been misunderstood and uh, and has been you know, somehow mistaught is the fact that we do not yet know what it is, uh, you know, what it is exactly. We know what that is like. We know what it makes, you know, and what it does. Yet I believe we have failed to find out what it is in its very sense. So let's move on. Let's move on. I'm going to be uh, coding Douglas Brown. When it comes to SLA, second language acquisition, you know, it's a little hard not to talk about Douglas Brown. And Douglas Brown talks about characteristics of a successful language teacher. And boy, do I love it. So I'm going to talk about these items. And Douglas Brown believes that there are some items that are, uh, you know, important and you got to pay close attention to for the first categories like background knowledge so as a teacher of course you have to understand like pragmatics and uh, many other items uh, when it comes to language teaching and you have to comprehensively grasp basic principles of language learning and teaching and uh, you gotta have you, you of course uh, the teacher has fluent competence in speaking writing listening to and reading english and so on and so forth but the part and also of course pedagogical skills that uh, douglas brown talks about and names them one after another but the item that i believe uh is the items that are so uh striking and uh to some extent astonishing, are these ones. Um, he calls them interpersonal skills and personal qualities. Okay, I'm going to start with personal qualities because that got uh, that caught me off guard because I was reading them. So, oh, wow, yeah, that's important. Yes, this one is even more important. Uh, and then it was amazing. So let me read the items for you. So a, a teacher, like we can say a successful a language teacher is well-organized, conscientious in meeting commitments and uh, dependable is flexible when things go awry engages in regular self-reflection on teaching practices and strives to learn from those reflective processes maintains an inquisitive mind in trying out new ways of teaching sets short-term and long-term goals 
um, maintains and exemplifies high ethical and moral, moral standards. So it's about personal qualities. On the other hand, we have interpersonal qualities and skills. So uh, a successful teacher is aware of cross-cultural differences, uh, enjoys people, shows enthusiasm, warmth, rapport, and appropriate humor, values the opinions and abilities of students. This part is so cool. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying, um, on, on the one hand, uh, we believe that te- you know, a class is not like a democracy. A class is not a democracy. As Penny Orr says in his amazing book, 50 Tips for Language Teaching, he belie- she believes that you know, a class is not a democracy. So the teacher, in fact, sets the tone and asks students to do this and that. Yet at the same time, we believe that a great teacher, a successful teacher, values the opinions and abilities of students. In other words, apparently, a healthy disrespect for authority happens to be important and happens to be beneficial both for the students and the teacher. And this is something that Amin and I uh, are going to be talking about. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, Maths, Science or Primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In England, the government has announced that all state schools will have a defibrillator by the end of the school year in 2023. The decision to install the defibrillator, which is used to start a person's heart again if it has stopped beating, is the result of a campaign by the parents of a 12-year-old, Oliver King, who died when his heart stopped during a swimming lesson in 2011. 
Education Secretary James Cleverly said, The move goes some way towards preventing more tragic stories. Access to funding must not stand in the way of every school having an on-site access to a life-saving defibrillator. The evidence clearly shows that defibrillators drastically increase the chance of survival from a cardiac arrest and it is particularly important that they are available close to sports halls and playing fields that children, young people and the wider community use on a daily basis. The news has been welcomed by Oliver's family who have been campaigning since his death. The UK is braced for an unprecedented spell of extremely hot weather, with the Met Office issuing its first ever red warning for heat, meaning there is a very likely risk to life. Some schools have taken the decision to close, and others have relaxed uniform rules. The Met Office alert comes with the advice that people should take action to protect themselves and others, and avoid travelling where possible. In parts of the country, temperatures could reach 40 degrees C for the first time ever. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Last week I asked Dean of the difference between the World Wide Web and the Internet. This question makes you realise the Internet is a network of interconnected networks, or the hardware, the wires, storage, devices and the systems that are always on, hosting the 24-7, 365 days a year access. The World Wide Web is the data that's stored on those networks, the millions of websites and pages and other data stored on servers all around the world. The internet turned out to be what you wouldn't want to lose when teaching over the ability to display. Continuing with connections, let's take a look at some of the common connections we use when projecting our screen. For most modern machines, we use an HDMI connection. MacBooks use USB-C or a wireless Apple TV connection. Not surprising that although this has been and is still quite annoying for MacBook users because you have to buy adapters to connect, I feel Apple were a bit too forward thinking on this decision. We'll come back to USB-C later because it's slowly becoming more popular for a lot of good reasons. So most of us connect via VGA, the one with the pins in, or the modern HDMI cable to a screen or a projector, or a combination of VGA and HDMI via the wonders of splitters allowing your video signal to be sent to more than one device. You will know which wires to plug in where, and by magic your computer will remember what to do. If you do want to push yourself to the next level, why not try extending rather than duplicating your desktop? Hold down the Windows key and press P. This will let you cycle through your display options. Sometimes extending a desktop can make a huge difference to a lesson. Showing the Class D extension and dragging resources over to the second screen, the display, while you manage other tasks on your computer screen. So why should we get so excited about having USB-C ports on our computer? Well, it's symmetrical, so you can put it in any way round, which is good for a quick setup. It can carry more power and data than previous versions, so charge larger devices, and it also can support a port expander, giving you extra display ports, Ethernet, that's the internet wire, and additional USB, HDMI, and VGA ports, to name a few. If your computer supports USB-C, it may be time for you to take a look at a USB-C port expander. Do you already use USB-C? Why not get in touch with your top tips at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. 
I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. So let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you very much for joining us. It is amazing. Thank you very much for tuning in. Of course, we are going to have a conversation. Of course, we are going to be talking to one another, uh, discussing critical thinking, what that is, what it means, what it's like, so on and so forth. And uh, and personally, as a teacher, uh, I always, I sometimes, I can tell you that from time to time feel uh, that I am in a quandary. And uh, and on, the one, on, on one hand, I want students to be like interactive and I want them to participate in conversations at the you know on the other hand I somehow feel that they do not have what it takes to uh, carry on and uh, you know retain uh, you know the coherence of their uh, arguments so is it something teachable is this something I'm sorry, you got to have, and this is something God-given and innate. Uh, these are the things uh, Amin and I are going to be talking. So, Amin, hi, I hope you can hear me. And if you can hear me, thank you for joining us. How are you doing, sir? Can you hear me, dear Hadi? Oh, yeah, I can hear you, but I'm going to ask you to speak up if that's possible. That's so, possible. amazing, <laughs> amazing. So, Amin, how are you? Is everything okay? Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. For- That's fantastic. I am so happy to have you on board. And for some people uh, who do not know, uh, I'm going to, in fact, provide you, provide uh, our audience uh, with some good information about Amin. Amin is a researcher and, uh, you know, uh, he has a master of, uh, masters of, you know, social studies and social science and he's been into this field for a relatively a relatively long time. And more importantly, he loves what he uh, what he's doing, and uh, and that's just, that's just amazing. So we have uh, the go-to person when it comes to social science, and who could ask for more? So, I mean, I am uh, going to uh, ask you to speak up, and if that's possible, get a little closer to your mic, and. Um, and that would be like 100% amazing. Is it better now, dear Hadi? Yeah, quite better. Quite better. I hope it can, you know, I hope, you know, it gets better. Uh, we can start the conversation. And of course, afterward, uh, afterwards, um, you know, hopefully it'll get better. So, I mean, at first, please tell us a little about yourself. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. My name is Amin Shahbazi. I've uh, been a researcher in social science for more than five years. And uh, recently, I've worked for many documentaries to conduct some research. And my professional field is uh, social science, uh, especially social problems and anthropology. And critical thinking is a very lovely topic that I actually taught in uh, schools and university. And I really like the topic because I think think it's a necessary, uh, you know, a skill that everybody needs to know about at least. And mm-hmm. today, I think we're going to talk about it. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start there. You said critical thinking 
is a skill. Of course, I am going to ask you what you mean by critical thinking because I want your definition. Because I have seen people talk about critical thinking and saying different things, yet they all thought they were talking about the same thing. So please tell me why you think critical thinking is a skill. Why is that? Uh, definitely, when we are talking about the skills, it means that uh, you need to practice it, and it's like a habit. Uh, it's not just you can learn it and you can read once and you can learn it. No, you need to practice every day, every month, every week to have mastered in it. And a definition of critical thinking, um, technically, it has jargon, so it can be obscure. But when we are talking about critical thinking in, in a general way, we say that um, you can question every input that you have. And it's uh, your responsibility to question what you hear, what you see, uh, what actually you listen to. And um, if you want to make it more clear, we should say that critical right. thinking is a methodical way to think. Wow, great. So I really like that part, to question everything. So it is, it is at one point quite intimidating at this, you know, on the other, it's quite promising like you can question everything i remember noam chomsky once said i never learned i'm not really sure you know the exact these are the exact words but anyway he said i never learned anything but uh, but question everything yeah or i never learned anything by questioning it yeah something like this in other words he just meant the question things can help you understand things much better and learn things inside out so it is a skill i mean i gotta practice every single day but don't you think like questioning everything can be at one point quite intimidating and deleterious to for example the lesson flow or uh i don't know the items that we believe uh quite dogmatically um, the point is, uh, dear Hadi, when we are talking about questioning everything, uh, we don't say that rejecting everything. Uh, critical thinking generally has three steps, analyzing, assessing, and reconstructing. When uh, I say that we need to question everything, it means that at the first step, uh, you need to analyze your input. Uh, analyzing means that you need to understand the proofs. Yes, you can say that questioning can be deleterious to many things, but the most important thing that we should focus on is believing in something without any reason can be more dangerous. Uh, for example, these days, I read, I read an essay about coronavirus and uh, some problems about confirmation bias. The problem was people didn't listen to professional uh, advices about coronavirus because they believed that uh, it won't work. You know, and I think that yeah. if, you question, if you question your thoughts before this, you know, crisis, uh, you would be able to tackle your problem in a better way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So questioning things doesn't necessarily mean I'm rejecting them. I'm just evaluate, evaluating those items to see uh, if I can, like, understand it. And if I can understand it, then I can start believing in them uh, so of course it can be a benefit it's really helpful a uh, perfect so one more time speaking of those steps that you just uh, you know mentioned uh, and I'm, I'm it was really intriguing so the first step is to speaking of critical thinking the first step was to to question things right yeah, no, the, the first was analyzing oh so the first step is to analyze yeah and it means that 
every claim has some proof and we have different types of proofs it can be empirical it can be mm -hmm. rational justification you need to find mm -hmm. which proof does it have yeah. For example, is it, is it is it is it rational justification? And if it is rational justification, you have some method to assess it. Great. So first off, I'm going to analyze whatever that is. Okay, the information I have, the data I've been given, so on and so forth. Afterwards, I'm going to assess them. Yes. Um, Great. And the last step was reconstructing. Uh, reconstructing. Assessing. Assessing means that uh, when you when you learn critical thinking, you learn some methods to assess their proofs. For example, if a research has an empirical evidence, you need to know how you can judge an empirical actually evidence. For example, is it reliable? Is their method um, reliable? And if you say yes, you assess them. You say that oh, so so they have a good proof. Great, great. So, uh, so on the surface, at least, uh, it is quite sophisticated. It's quite, you know, maybe to uh, know a good extent, complicated. So let's move on right now. So critical thinking has three steps. First off, I gotta, of course, you know, I, I, I there are items that I gotta look at and analyze, explore possibilities, so on and so forth. Then I'm going to assess those items uh, to see what they mean and. Um, I'm sorry, if I believe those items uh, or not. And afterwards, I'm going to reconstruct, uh, you know, facts or items uh, to believe, to buy, to sell, whatever. So let's move on right now. So speaking of critical thinking, I mean, why is it important to be a critical thinker? So where does this notion come from? Um, actually, uh, critical thinking can be traced to ancient philosophers, uh, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, and so on. Uh, you know, the problem of uh, facing contradictory attitudes um, has been the main problem in the history of humanity. And when you have okay. two contradictory attitudes, you need to have some skills to judge them. Mm -hmm. so you cannot ignore them. So uh, I think it's just because of the uncertainty and the nature of the world, we need to have uh, such a grateful such a great you know a skill okay okay so yeah of course things are complicated and of course we're going to have as you said clashing opinions and ideas i gotta develop that skill hone my skills to uh make better informed wise decisions very good so how does this matter uh in a class because uh, you know you're a you're a lecturer you've taught critical thinking for a reason you thought it is important it is uh, you know a must-have item uh, and without critical thinking you can't be at your best and you can't be making the best possible decision so why do you think in classes we need to develop and encourage critical thinking, both as a teacher, as a lecturer, and as a student? Um, the point is, um, for example, these days, if you see ordinary people, they're talking about, for example, science says that we, we cannot pose a height in minimum wage because it's, it causes inflation. And when you, when you hear it as a professional person, you say, come on, guys, we don't have science. We have science says, I mean, by S, I mean that we don't have a theory in economics. We have many theories which uh, try to describe the world in a different way. 
So if we don't have sociology, if we have sociology, if we have interpretive sociology theory, we have positive, we have critical sociology, we have postmodern sociology, and they're trying to stand up for themselves, and they say that, no, another one is wrong, you know? And you cannot choose both of them at the same time. And it means that when you're facing reality, you need a viewpoint to understand reality. And because we have many contradictory viewpoints, you need to understand how you can find the best way to think. So critical thinking in, a, in this definition is necessary for everyone. So, and if, if we say that in class is necessary, because imagine that, you know, I think in the best place for learning critical thinking is your family, you know, but if you don't have a good family, I mean, intellectual family, what is the best source? Uh, a teacher, I think, can be a great source and it can play a vital role in teaching critical thinking. Because, um, as you mentioned, yeah. nowadays, we, are hum we are human and the human minds learn through imitating. You know, and, and if I don't have intellectual members in my family, so I need a, a person, you know, to teach me. And the best person, it can be a teacher. Great, great, great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I believe, like, for example, uh, in families, this is not that common. Because, uh, take me for, for an example, you know, um, my father, and I believe fathers, generically, are quite opinionated. Um, and they may not value, like, critical thinking, when you question, for example, their decisions and the things they say or do. So I believe, as you said, yeah, like, you know, teachers, like, are, like, the first or probably the last people students have the chance to learn about critical thinking. So, like, yeah. Yeah, and actually it was about a Lenin viewpoint, and we can have a teacher viewpoint too. If you are a teacher, you have a method uh, to rely on. So how can you choose your method? You know, you need to think, because we have, I think, contradictory <laughs> methods in teaching. You need to choose one of them. And if you want to choose one of them, you need to analyze them, assess their proofs, and reconstruct them. Again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, we have, like, GTM, like grammar translation method, which simply uh, asks you to like promote and encourage translation. Yet when it comes to CLT, and CLT says, whoa, 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 hold on a second. What are you talking about? Let's forget about it. And let's just delve into the meat and potatoes and let's have conversations. On the other hand, TBLT comes over and says, whoa, 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 we're talking about, uh, we are not going to be having conversations, we have to have clear outcome. And we have to uh, ask our students to, for example, do a task. And while doing that task, we can, for example, provide them with this and this. So you don't know, even as a teacher, what's going to pop up. So as I said, yeah, absolutely. And um, so even as a teacher, you know, you've been exposed to very many ideas, thoughts, notions, and methodologies, yet we, you, you cannot make sure like, okay, I'm going to go with this and I'm not going to ask any questions because people talk highly of this method. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to evaluate this method. I'm just going to go and do it without having or asking a question. So 100% agree, 100% agree. Uh, 
Yes, but ignoring them and go and do something without having method is a theory too, you know? Because you choose... Uh, one I'm sorry. If you, <laughs> okay, you yeah, lost you me. <laughs> <laughs> when you choose something, it means that you choose something, you know? Okay. You reject, reject, re reject all their theories and you choose one of them. So you cannot ignore them, as you mentioned. So even making no decision is a decision yes okay 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 it's getting more complicated uh perfect i'm trying really hard to understand uh okay so uh, let's move on let's move on okay let's talk one more thing okay granted critical thinking is not just important but essential let's say that how can i as a teacher promote it more importantly how can i teach it like, how does that come about? Um, when you're talking about some skills, it means that at first you, you need some methods to learn that, and after that you need to repeat it. The problem is, uh, when we are talking about critical, uh, critical thinking, there are many abstract ideas. And when it comes to abstract ideas, understanding them is complicated, it's complex, and we cannot get them easily. Yeah. A teacher, I think a teacher um, should be responsible to uh, analyze and assess and reconstruct everything and every, I mean, claim he says in the class. At first, you should know how to analyze and assess and reconstruct. And when you try to do it in your class, your student can learn it through imitating you. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and it cannot be an easy job because you, you need to work on yourself at the first step. But uh, we need to um, actually have a great teacher who knows that at first and it can be a trainer trainer and he can teach teachers and teachers after that can apply this method in the class and students can great. learn it through imitating. Yeah, so at first, first off, I got to like set an example. Uh, and me doing it, asking questions and questioning, for example, things that we take for granted, of course, can help my students do the same thing. Yeah, cool. You no, know, it sounds easy, at least right now. I don't know, uh, you know how difficult it can be when you are trying actively to do it and implement, for example, uh, one piece of this amazing and fascinating item in the class perfect perfect yeah, yeah, so right it depends, on, it depends on your field i mean for example maybe in english because um method of uh, actually assessing is obvious you have grammar but f when it comes to for example in social science psychology sociology we don't have criteria you know we are at first at the first step we need to talk about criteria and it's really complicated because you cannot have normative attitudes easily you need to persuade your students but yes in some <laughs> topics like in some fields like teaching you have a grammar and you can rely on that good great of course we are going to be talking about it much more i mean but right now we may take a break and go for the ads Afterwards, we are going to pick up where we are going to leave off. So, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Do not go anywhere. We are going to have the ads. And afterwards, we are going to be talking about critical thinking much more. So, stay tuned. So, Wither Slack Group are a leading provider of a specialist education and care. They need people like you to help them achieve even more. At Wither Slack, you'll be given all the resources and support you need. 
offered a clear path to career progression and rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. Witherslack currently have some fantastic career opportunities available to apply for. Check out www.witherslackgroup.co.uk careers. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service provides secondary schools with an evidence-based curriculum at KS3 and KS4 and connects it with resources, assessments, next steps, and CPD powered by Oxford Small Carboodle. What makes Oxford Smart different? For the first time, curriculum is seamlessly connected with the resources, assessments, next steps, and CPD needed to deliver that curriculum. This curriculum coherence means all components work smoothly together, gathering data to give you the insight you need to plan, teach, assess, and monitor the progress of your students effectively, as well as providing a personalized and adaptive learning pathway for all your students. Oxford Smart frees up your time to inspire a love of learning in your students and to spark awe and wonder in your classroom. Visit OUP at global.oup.com to find out more. Good. That was the ad. Okay. And um, right now, let's move on. And speaking of students, because when we talk about students, uh, it, is a, it is a vague word, like our students. And you may wonder, hold on a second, who are you talking about? Because we have different students. We have different characteristics, characters, and behaviors. For example, uh, right now, uh, the, question, the question that I asked Amin, and Amin said, okay, as a teacher, you have to uh, set the example. You got to be uh, questioning things. And by that example, the students can learn. Yet we have different, you know, different types of personality when it comes to uh, students. For example, uh, Jaxie Richards, in his amazing book, Key Issues in Language Teaching, I assume, he talks about different uh, types. And for example, he says, like, we have students like relaxed and anxious students, we have risk-taking or risk-avoiding students, we have playful, serious, we have fuzzy, focused, or black and white, we have confident, insecure uh, we also have task-oriented students, social students, dependent students, phantom students. We also have alien, uh, no alien students. I mean, there are like a lot. There are like a lot of uh, different uh, forms, like isolated students, alienated students, uh, so on and so forth. So, I mean, hope you're still there. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you can see that we have different types of students. So saying that as a teacher, you're going to set the tone and uh, provide them with, you know, with a live example happening in front of them. So do you think it can help like all the students and they all can equally benefit from it? Um, you know, the problem is, um, as you mentioned, we have different personalities, but uh, at first, I want to mention that uh, different personalities are forced to face reality. You know, for example, um, if I'm ne nervous about, I don't know, the world, I can be damaged by the world more, but I'm forced to face up to my problems. You know, I'm 
<clears throat> I don't have any alternative. I mean, yes, uh, it's really important as a teacher, you should focus on that too. Uh, maybe as a critical thinker, the, actually the task is much more easier, but uh, then you're yeah. you need to focus on that too. But uh, I want to say that uh, you're right, but they are forced to learn. We don't have any mm -hmm. opportunity. You know, these days, um, actually, if we were born 200 years ago, we wouldn't know anything about other countries. Or in the best, best case scenario, we would have traveled to more than, I don't know, three countries or four countries. But these days, yeah. something happens at the corner of nowhere and everybody knows. So you need to teach your students how they can judge something, you know. They, it's the nature of um, world. You know, the nature of world is uh, cruelty, so cruel. And because of that, yeah. you cannot ignore it. Yeah, so more than a, for example, a luxury, it is a must-have item that you have to equip yourself and your students with this. Otherwise, you're you're going to like feel very incompetent and not compatible with the world outside, apparently. Good, good. So uh, speaking of critical thinking and uh, the importance of critical thinking, you know, there is a question, you know, that got me thinking so if critical thinking is that important why don't we have it in our curriculum is it something is it something for example i don't know is it something cultural because i i, I can remember once i was uh talking to a colleague of mine and uh he told me about uh like cultural differences for example if you are uh, students in North America or the UK, you are you might be completely different than a student, for example, in the Middle East. So, is that the case? Like, we don't have critical thinking in our curriculum simply because uh, you know critical thinking is not valued in some areas, or we are just being negligent. Why is that? I mean, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, I believe, yeah, 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 yeah. right now, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, the the question is, uh, actually, the point is, um, we have many factors uh, which stop having this um, amazing topic in our curriculum. One of them is a political, uh, actually, economy. For example, Socrates was dead, was killed uh, because of questioning some methods. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the point the point is um, people who are dominated uh, in society, especially society, uh, don't like you to think critically because you can question really bad things, you know, and it can be so dangerous. But in the second uh, point, because our culture, actually different culture, uh, they're, they're trying to main uh, their values, they maintain their values. They don't want to touch them. They don't want to uh, scrutinize them because when you're trying to scrutinize them, you can see how empty they are, you know, and it can be really taboo yeah. for your culture. So because of that, I think uh, they're trying to ignore it. Mm -hmm. So you're saying like there is uh, a complete intention in order to uh stop people from developing such skills uh simply because it is intimidating and it can for example endanger people's uh, i don't know benef benefits and uh values and items so so what what should we do right now so let me let me say something um i mean i believe again this is from jackson richards and he says like 
for example, he takes of uh, he he talks of and uh, he speaks of critics of uh, you know learner autonomy, and he says uh, you know what I'm mentioning and doesn't necessarily have anything to do with critical thinking, but I'm just saying what he says. He says critics of learner autonomy, however, point out that not all learners may wish to learn in this in this way, or be capable of doing so, and it reflects a Western conception of learning. That may be inappropriate in non-Western cultures. So, what what does that mean? I mean, if uh, my question is about the intention, is the intention the same like everywhere? Like if everybody uh, studying, every student studying in every single country has these obstacles because his country and the you know the education in that country simply doesn't value critical thinking or is that the case for some special countries um definitely in some countries these days we can see them we can see that they are trying to add um, critical thinking in their curriculum but uh, in some countries, they're trying to avoid that. And, you know, the second factor is um, teaching critical thinking needs special teachers. And uh, actually, we need at first to have some brilliant teachers. And, if, and you know, if you want to invest in um, this field, you need to have invest a huge, a great deal of money, you know, and it can be so expensive. And because of that, many countries um, have actually more important priorities. You know, uh, but in some countries we can see that we don't have critical thinking. If you question something, they want to say that oh, you cannot do that. You know, it's actually sacred. But nothing is sacred in critical thinking. You can question everything. Yeah, and as you said, it is not rejecting things. I'm just being courteous enough to assess those things, reevaluate and evaluate those items, and then make up my mind so i i i'm not being discourteous when i question everything so that's why the term uh healthy disrespectful authority uh for a healthy disrespect for authority uh is of great value because you're not rejecting you're not being uh, i don't know uh negligent and indifferent you're not being rude you're just being yourself to learn something great 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 and pavlov uh has two items uh Speaking of uh, behaviorist scientists and uh, uh, linguists, he says we have like conditioned response and we have unconditioned response. And in this case, uh, based on what you told us, I mean, you're saying like, uh, so we can leave un uh, conditioned response for uh, everyday matters. Uh, yet when it comes to classes, learning things, we got to go with that unconditioned one. And we got to ask things, we got to ask questions, we got to question things, because it can help us learn things inside out and much better. So, I mean, now, is there anything left you're going to be, you want to be talking about? Um, just I want to say something. One of philosophers say, uh, says that um, a philosopher, I mean, a philosopher, I mean, a critical thinker, is a person who knows for what he cannot make proof. You know, it's really important. In critical thinking, uh, we understand that uh, for something we cannot say anything. So we should we should be silent. You know, sometimes being silent means a lot. And I think um, in that way, critical thinking is really important. Okay, so you're saying like there are areas that I can, for example, step into, like uh, there are items that I can, there are things that I cannot prove 
So is that what uh, you're saying? Yes, yes, it's out of uh, humans' capacity. Oh, well, for example, things like God and those stuff. No, 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 no. We can talk about them. No, no, no. I mean, for example, these days in moral philosophy, we can see many scholars say that uh, we cannot say what is bad and what is good. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's weird. It's weird, but uh, philosophically, we cannot make proof. It's it, it refers to culture. Every culture says different thing. Yeah, yeah. Know? Philosophically, we cannot say anything. Yeah, that's why we have really contradictory values in some uh, yes, regions definitely. in different yeah. countries. Fantastic. I mean, honestly and genuinely, I did learn a lot. I did learn a so lot, much. to be honest. And uh, I am going to be focusing more on critical thinking and question things and high order questions, even in my uh, you know, career, even in language teaching, you know, to be honest, since now on, I'm going to uh, promote and encourage asking why. And uh, I believe it's going to be really helpful uh, for me and also for my students. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your amazing thoughts. It was amazing. It's nice of you. And I did have a veil of a time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It's nice of you. So, thank you. Yeah, thank have you. A, have a good night. Have a good night. You too. You too. So, so everybody. So, that was amazing. That was Amin, and uh, uh, he happens to know a lot about uh, critical thinking and working with him and communicating with him uh, you know, has, has taught me, to be honest, a lot. And the fact that you, as a teacher, you got to promote uh, questioning and you got to encourage critical thinking is not a laughing matter, to be honest, and it is something paramount. It is no trivial matter, uh, no trifling matter at all, because it can help us like learn things much much better good so everybody if you want to tune in you can do it right now but while uh i mean and i uh, were having a conversation people tried to tune in uh yet i couldn't manage to make it work out but right now if you're still with us and you're going to uh say something that you have in mind that would be so appreciated if you tune in and uh it's going to be uh, amazing to have you uh, talk about critical thinking. So, um, speaking of critical thinking, you know, and uh, philosophy and uh, questioning things, there are items that you can't uh, simply ignore because uh, it, when, when you are going to question everything, first off, you have to have a clear understanding of what is happening. As I Amin mean, said, uh, questioning things simply doesn't mean, uh, you know, to uh, reject things. It simply means that you are asking for more information. So there's there's nothing demeaning about it. So I believe first off, we gotta be very crystal clear what critical thinking is and what it is not. Um, on occasions, people may feel offended and say, "Oh, that was that was a put down. That was, for example." That was speaking and bad mouthing things, you no, know, like this. Yet, it has nothing to do with that. It simply says that I, I want to, I want to explore. I want to understand. I want to know what you're talking about, uh, in order to, in order to understand things, not to pretend that you have understood items. Yet, in reality, you had no idea what they were. But you're going to say yes just to seem polite and courteous, which I believe is of no value, like literally no value. 
So everybody, that was critical thinking, and I hope since now on we both make our efforts in order to promote、uh, critical thinking and value and encourage asking questions and questioning things, which can be beneficial and which can be very very good for teachers and students because it can help、uh, you know both、uh, parties grow and develop. There are a number of books that you can go and、uh, read on critical thinking, but if you're a teacher and interested in, like, self-reflection when it comes to, because in critical thinking you can also question yourself. So it doesn't mean that you're going to be like asking others. You're going to be so pedantic and say, ask this person this. No, that's no, that doesn't necessarily mean that way. You can start、uh, being a critical thinker,、uh, a, th- a critical thinker,、uh, criticizing yourself and like. Examining your own values and thoughts when it comes to language teaching.、Uh, so, speaking of that, there are great books.、Um, you know, Douglas Brown has a great book. I believe I can't remember the name. I believe it had something to do with principles and teaching principles, teaching by principles. I'm not really sure, honestly. But that's a great book, and I believe chapter twenty-two of that book has you know a lot to do with those items that a teacher gotta have in order to have a great performance and to be a peak performer. So, everybody. That's how we wrap up this session. I did have a veil of a time talking to you. Hope you join us.、Uh, you know, in two weeks, and again, we are going to be talking about astonishing and great topics concerning language teaching, teaching in general, so on and so forth. That was Teachers Talk Radio, everybody, and I'm really honored that I had、uh, this. Opportunity to be talking to you guys. You can follow、uh, us on、uh, Twitter.、Uh, that can help you feel more、uh, informed and、uh, you know up、uh, up to date when it comes to our shows and、um, our podcasts. So don't miss on that those opportunities. Teachers Talk Radio on Twitter. My name is Hadi Fati. You can also follow me on Twitter, Hadi Fati eighteen. And and that's it. And TT、uh, TT Radio twenty twenty two. That's how you can follow、uh, Teachers Talk Radio on Twitter.、Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Hope to see you and talk to you really soon. Till then, goodbye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.